0: Hey everyone, this is Staying Connected. Today I have Carla with me on the line from the UK, and that's right, right? The UK? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Not super familiar with um, that side of the world yet, but um, <laughs> Carla was diagnosed with VEDS, and her daughter Effie was also diagnosed with VEDS. So we're going to talk to her about her story. So, hey, Carla. <laughs> Hello. It's so good to talk to you. I know we've we've connected a few times over like uh, messages and stuff. It's really good to talk to you over the phone.
1: It's good to talk to you too. I I love your videos. Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> All right so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself. How old are you?
1: I'm 24. 24 and you have a daughter?
0: Yep she's two. So um, tell me a little bit about about when you were diagnosed with VEDS and and how that happened.
1: Um, so my daughter Effie, um, she had a seizure back in August two sixteen, and um, she she became unresponsive, and we wasn't. I mean, we called an ambulance, and before that happened, we'd ha- uh, taken her to. A&E about 17 times because she kept vomiting. Um, when we got to the hospital they did loads of scans and came back to tell us she had a bleed on the brain and the next thing we knew the police turned up and they kind of said that the hospital felt this was a non-accidental injury and Effie went into intensive care and was in foster care afterwards for about eight months.
0: So how old was she? This, you said this was August of 2016? Yeah. So she must have been just born. Yeah. Right?
1: She, yeah. Yeah. How old was she? She was three months old at the
0: time. Wow. Um, so they, they took her from you guys and put her in foster care?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So how did... That feel. What did you do next? Tell me a little bit more about it.
1: Um, it was absolutely terrifying because we knew that obviously nobody had harmed her. She was a tiny little floppy baby, um, but they were adamant that that's what it was. So I did some research and um, what else can cause kind of internal bleeding at, other than abuse and. All that kept popping up was EDS, EDS, and uh, how EDS was um, always misdiagnosed as child abuse. So I pushed it aside because I thought, well, I'm not sure what EDS is. Um, (laughs) And then I found a solicitor that specialised in EDS, and she asked me if she could uh, meet us. And when she met us, she took one look at me and a photo of Effie and said, "You look like you have e d s
0: so so can you explain what a solicitor is for the um, language differences here in the in the u k
1: sorry yeah it's um it's a lawyer oh okay, yes, yeah. same as a lawyer okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you happened to find a lawyer that was familiar with e d s then yeah. Okay. And so what did, what happened next?
1: Um they they wrote to the court and suggested that me and Effie were tested just to rule it out. Um and at first the the um the judge was for the testing, but the uh, sorry, the local authorities didn't want to do the testing. Um so I had to go private and have a um, see a rheumatologist and he said that I've got the signs of EDS and he asked the court to do bloods and eventually they agreed and got us both tested. Okay, how long
0: did that take?
1: Um, We didn't get tested until about four or five months into the case and then we had to wait another eight weeks for the results.
0: And this whole time Were you allowed to see Effie?
1: Um, We saw her twice a week. I think it was twice a week for an hour and a half.
0: Wow. And is she your only child?
1: Yeah. So
0: when that test result came back positive, what did that feel like to you?
1: I I kind of, my first reaction, I kind of, I cried quite a bit because I thought, wow you know she actually has this condition and another part of me thought I know it sounds bad but a part of me felt positive because it gave me and everyone else the answers we kind of were looking for as to what could have caused the bleeding
0: it's definitely a double-edged sword you know you know what causes all these things but it's not really a great diagnosis
1: yeah yeah
0: so what happened next
1: um next we had to go to court for 10 days in a row and all the experts would come in all the medical people and give their opinion on the diagnosis and whether it could cause the internal bleeding um three of the doctors changed their mind and said yeah actually i think this was medical and The last doctor still said, no, I don't think EDS could could be the cause for this. I think it was abuse. Um, Then the judge kind of asked him how many EDS patients he's met, and he couldn't answer. So he kind of got ruled out.
0: (laughs) And And then you were able to get Effie back?
1: Yeah, the judge kind of had a little think about it and... She came back and said that she she thinks it's medical and finally we could go and collect Effie.
0: How did that feel having her back?
1: Oh, it was amazing. I I thought she was going to forget us but the fact she was she settled in so quick just felt amazing. Just right back at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: great. So when you say that um just for clarification your results they did say vascular EDS? yeah okay do you know what your mutation is
1: yeah um they said we've got the collagen 3a1 I think it is mm-hmm. but we've deleted exons 36 and 38 oh, so I, don't really I don't know, know what, what that, that means, means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm learning all about it and I find it fascinating but I'm not I think that might be like a splicing mutation
1: yeah um one specialist told us that it doesn't make much difference and a different specialist told us it means that it's slightly milder so i have no idea i'm still
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know that um it from what i understand sometimes the severity can really depend on the kind of mutation yeah so if you're for instance if you have just you know if you have only half of the amount of collagen but the collagen that produced that is produced is right basically that it's and you still have non faulty collagen to work with yeah but if you have something where it's splicing or it's um you know substituting out something else when it's building that collagen then you've got a whole bunch of crappy collagen yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not really great. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my basic understanding.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's the best explanation I've had, I think.
0: <laughs> well, um, okay, so you got Effie back. And how long have you had her back now at home?
1: Uh. Um... It's just been just over a year now.
0: So has everything kind of settled down?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Things, it just, sometimes we just forget it's even happened some days. It's just lovely having her back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you guys do together?
1: Um, We like going to the, to the parks and feeding the ducks. And uh, is
0: there anything that you have to do differently with her? Now that you know about Um, the bad diagnosis.
1: Yeah, we just, we kind of monitor her a lot more. And ah, the other thing actually, we have to watch her diet because she's always constipated and we have to kind of give her a lot of uh, blueberries and things to kind of settle her belly down.
0: Yeah, because that constipation can lead to a bowel rupture. Yeah. Yeah. So you monitor her diet to make sure that she's not constipated.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And, um, you know, this is in the future, but is there anything, you know, like as a parent, knowing that your kid has this, are there things in the future that you can kind of foresee that you know that you're going to make like change or do you just focus on quality of life or what do you do as a parent?
1: Um, I do think a a lot about um, her growing up and I'm terrified about when she starts school and running around in the playground. Um, I think I want to wrap her up in cotton wool but I don't want to be too strict but Mm. I think if I can kind of explain it to her at some stage she'll understand that she's just got to be a little bit more careful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's a huge struggle. I've heard a lot from the community about how much, like how difficult that is. is, It's got to be so difficult. Because kids, they like to run around and play and roughhouse.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: definitely. (laughs) And you know, she's only two now, but you can see that's probably coming in the future.
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... How did you feel yourself getting diagnosed?
1: Um, I think the day that they called me I well, actually the the funny thing is my first sample came back negative.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, and my specialist said, "Ha, ah, hang on a minute. I don't think this is right." And she sent it to the Netherlands. Um and she said that they would Because I think they did a skin something or other.
0: Okay, like a biopsy?
1: Yeah, that's it. And because it came back negative, they sent off a full blood count instead. And then that's when it came back saying I had it. And although I I kind of knew from the start when I read all the signs and symptoms, I knew straight away it's too much coincidence for me to not have it. But when I got the call, I felt as if... I'd only just found out who I was all this time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what kind of things did you see in yourself that made you think that you had it once you knew what it was?
1: Um, I, the first one of the first things I read was the faces.
0: Mhm.
1: And um, I kind of I read about the the thin, translucent skin and the lobless ears and the little nose and the big eyes, and straight away I was like, I've got all of those, and it kind of answered why I used to ask my mum, why do I look different to other people? Um, I think it just answered that question a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have very like significant, memorable facial features, I think you're beautiful.
1: Thank you. So you
0: But you do. You have, you know, I remember reading the same thing about myself, you know, the big eyes and the the little yeah. nose was something that for me growing up, I don't know how many times I heard from my mom. I just love your little nose. And I'd be like, oh, Your nose is so cute. <laughs> well, thank you. So I remember reading that and being like, wow, my nose is in here. It's just it's eye opening
1: it is it really is,
0: and you had some other things too, right, like um, you said you mentioned that then translucent skin bruising yeah,
1: yeah, um, I bruise from nowhere, and yeah, the, the I don't know people ask me what where did you get that bruise from, and i I don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up and it was there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always thought like I bumped I mean I do bump into things a lot anyway. It seems Can I
1: ask you a question? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Do you notice you bump your elbows in particular or (laughs) I usually bump my hips?
0: Oh, I think for some reason when I when I go through a door, like I'm very tiny. I'm a tiny person. I'm like five feet tall. And oh. um, I when I go through a door, you would think I have plenty of clearance yes. to get through the door. There's no reason why I can't get through the door and not bump on the edge.
1: Oh. But for some Ow. reason I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is a painful place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: when I worked at, um, I used to work at like a 7-Eleven, and we had this little counter, like when you were exiting the cashier area, and I would yeah. always clip that corner. Oh. So the entire time I worked there, I think I always had big bruises on my hips on either side, because I would just bump and go, bump and go, and it wouldn't really phase me, because I'm just like, well, this happens all the time. no big deal but now I'm like okay that I I get it
1: oh gosh that's (laughs) terrible
0: (laughs) the things that we put our body through though and we don't we didn't know you know
1: yeah definitely did you
0: play sports or anything like that when you were a kid
1: no that that's the weird thing I seemed to avoid PE at school Uh, when I used to run my for some reason the bottom of my leg used to go hard and it really hurt so I just didn't bother and um I didn't kind of go to any fairground rides or anything like that. Wow! I'm glad now.
0: (laughs) I used to love roller coasters (laughs) but now I'm afraid of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah I didn't play sports either.
0: I think part of that though, I mean, cause you're, you're tiny too, right?
1: Yeah. I'm four foot 10. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, you've all, I've <laughs> only got like a couple inches on you. <laughs> we're <dwarf>. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> not quite for me. I'm not sure what the legal, you know, definition is for that, but we're tiny. I like to call myself a halfling. <laughs> that's quite cute <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> so we're halflings <laughs> yeah I'm going to use that one now <laughs> okay <laughs> go for it we could be halflings together <laughs> Um. so does anybody else in your family have this? I mean you got diagnosed once Effie was
1: yeah um, we're just waiting now they're quite sure that my mum and brother have it um just gotta wait for the results to come through. And do
0: they have any complications or signs of it?
1: Um my brother's been quite healthy. I mean he's got prominent eyes and he's got the dent in the chest. Um my mum's got a blood a blood clot or an aneurysm in her spleen. Ooh. But mm um, yeah.
0: Wow, and um as far as so if Effie's having like constipation issues, does anybody else have any bowel complications?
1: Yeah, my mum had um she had three um bowel bowel hemorrhages mm-hmm. back in two fifteen, and when they did her colonoscopy, it seemed to make her bleed more so but they couldn't find a cause to the bleeding in the end, so i'm not i I think it might be related, but
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that colonoscopies, I think, are something that we're kind of supposed to avoid. Mm. Anything that, um, from my understanding, like angiograms or endoscopies or where they're, they have to be extra careful because those walls of those organs and arteries are so thin or fragile. Mm-hmm. Putting stuff through it can be not a great thing.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So they're waiting on their results now?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So this really could provide some answers for a lot of people in your family.
1: Yeah, definitely. I hope so.
0: That's great. So is there anything else that you want to share with everybody? Anything else you've been through that has just been eye-opening or a struggle?
1: Um, I think the whole diagnosis is... I've always suffered with um, anxiety anyway because a lot of people have kind of asked me why I look the way I do and why my eyes are so big. But I think now I've got the diagnosis, I'm, my anxiety's grown a lot because now I kind of assume everybody's glaring at me and I look different and I keep thinking I'm, I'm going to die every time I get a pain. So I think it's made me try and appreciate every day a little bit more than i used to Mm -hmm.
0: how do you deal with that anxiety
1: um it's really difficult i don't really know how i manage it but when it kicks in i just sometimes i'll have a nap or i'll just i'll try and play with effie to concentrate on something different and sometimes it works sometimes it stays for a little while
0: What kind of pain did you do you get
1: um i suffer with constipation quite bad and um i have a lot of sort of headaches and chest pains but they come and go Mm -hmm.
0: do you have doctors that are helping you out with this you did you find somebody good
1: yeah um because my gp wasn't my my own doctor wasn't um wasn't sending me for any specialists, so my specialist sent me to a few other specialists. <laughs> <laughs> and- <laughs>
0: so what kind of doctors do you have?
1: Um I have a cardiologist, a gynecologist and a gastrologist.
0: Do you have anybody set up for emergencies in case you have an emergency? Um
1: I've been told if I have an emergency I should um go to Oxford Hospital instead of my local one, which is about half an hour away, um, because they've got a genetic team in there that deal with vascular conditions. Oh, that's but, good. Yeah, that is good.
0: And that's only an extra half hour? Yeah. Now, when you're, I don't know how it's set up in the UK versus the US, but... Um, the emergency responders, do they know to take you there instead, or can they do that, or is that something that if you have an emergency, you have to take yourself?
1: Um, They can take me there, but I have to kind of, I have a letter from my specialist that I have to give to them to kind of show them why I've got to go to this certain hospital, otherwise I'll just go myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good they gave you a letter.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Really good. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners?
1: Um, I think really it's just. I think. <laughs> Sorry. <That's> okay. <laughs> the only thing I think I would kind of say is you know if you do have a condition that stops you from doing things just find something that you can enjoy that won't push your body even if it's something that's small like drawing or writing or something little Mm -hmm. just you can enjoy things without putting strain on your body even if it's nothing that's big it can still be big and enjoyable
0: what do you do like what do you like to
1: do I like writing and I don't mind a little bit of drawing <laughs> until my hand aches. <laughs> what do you write? Um, I'm I'm trying to write a novel at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I don't know if it's going to be very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say anything about that?
1: Um, I've kind of... I won't give the storyline away yet, but okay. I... I've Just because I don't want to, I want it to be a surprise, but (laughs) (laughs) I have put um, a little bit about Veds in the story to try and, yeah,
0: (laughs) to try to raise awareness.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That's so cool. Well, I'm going to be on the lookout for that because I want to read it.
1: I'll send you a copy. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I mean, yeah, you know, it's been great talking to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that I've found when I talk to other people with this. It's just, it's so connecting, you know? Yeah. So yeah. You just, I mean, we have to try harder to, to meet people with this than, you know, somebody with a more common condition.
1: So yeah, definitely.
0: I feel like it's always really special when we do get to connect with each other.
1: It does, it makes you feel kind of equal. Mm -hmm.
0: for sure (laughs) (laughs) so i have your information and we'll be in touch for sure definitely it's been lovely talking to you thanks carla and thank you everybody for listening this was staying connected and this was carla's story um we have episodes coming out on the last sunday of every month so continue to look out for those go ahead and subscribe and through your podcast player and um